So um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and uh, Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. All lowercase. <laughs> People don't even say that anymore. I never assume. Occasionally you get a capital in on a name and you you know. Does case make any difference online? I, I never I never know. If I it does. think it if ever I put in a password in say a hotel. Oh password I give you. Then I think oh but I've put I've missed a capital or oh, okay. something. Do you still try to get online on a train? Oh, there's there's nothing more charmingly naive than believing the train yeah. when it tells you it has Wi-Fi. Yeah, I, yeah. Do, I don't even try anymore. I just think that, no. that that's like saying that we've got bacon and egg sandwiches at like you know just at, at eleven fifteen. We're just having science. There's just one more carriage away. I was on a train once. They just pulled out of Manchester, literally like four minutes before, and I said, "Oh, can I get one of the blo-? and they said, "Oh, so we don't have any bread." We've re- yeah. I said, "You just left one of the <laughs> biggest cities in the country. <laughs> you could have got bread." I could have got mm. bread. I would have run out yeah. for you. I would I'd have yeah. brought bread. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They don't, they don't have Wi-Fi. What they've done is they've sellotaped one of their mobile phones to the top of I the mean, train. <laughs> and if that can get reception, then you can connect to that. Also, but if that anywhere. can get reception, then you can, can get reception. Can I just say, guys, anywhere that has a franchise called Upper Crust on the yeah. platform... <laughs> yeah, that's misleading people. Yeah. yeah. It is. So look, uh, don't get me wrong. My fa- probably my favourite form of travel is is train travel. No. What about that? Someone's got a new little gig. Yeah, no, I do. I like yeah. it, and I I stand to gain nothing from this praise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I'm glad of it at the moment because I'm on my second courtesy car. You know, my car got stolen. Oh yes. Oh, back in. When was it? November? Still yeah. haven't got it back. I've got the car back from the thieves, yes. but the garage have held on to it much longer. It's <laughs> quite 70s yeah. for repairs to take that long. What, what about this for a 70s? <laughs> We're waiting for a part. <laughs> what? Who is this? Christopher Biggins? <laughs> um, I, so um, so uh, they, they gave me a nice um, BMW uh, oh. as a courtesy car. I love mm. the idea of the courtesy car. Yeah. Car, sir? <laughs> oh, I don't mind if I do. Um, courtesy car, that is, that's not even from the 70s. That's like from the 40s. Yeah. Anyway, so they this week they got in touch and said, um, we're going to have to take your BMW back. Oh. And I said, well, I haven't got my, uh, haven't got my actual car back yet. And they said, well, I know, but that's, you know, you've had it for, it's like six weeks. I said, well, I've got used to it now. There's, there's, there's stuff in the, uh, the door shelves. <laughs> And they said, uh, you know, I had my travel suites in there. Yeah, you'd my built, driving yeah. suites. You'd built a whole new life. Anyway, uh, they said we're going to have to take it away. And I said, what am, what am I supposed to do then? And they said, well, we can give you another courtesy car, but it won't be as nice as that one. I said, look, I just any car will do me. So they've given me uh, a Fiat 500, which is, I've always looked at those and thought, what, they are the cutest car. And this car has come and it is cute. I want to embrace it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a, well, it's called something green, but that's a mistake on their part. What would you say it is? I'd say it's um, twilight blue. Oh. I don't think there is a colour called that, but that's what it looks to me. So, but it's nice. It's not a discourtesy car. No, it's a beautiful car. Okay. It has one basic problem. I can't drive it. <laughs> yes, I, I can see how that would be a problem. But, yeah. Why My problem you... is I've completely forgotten how to drive a manual car. Uh, so I got in it and I looked at the pedals and I thought... <laughs> I know there's a clutch accelerator and a brake. That much I remember. What order they're in? Is and I thought it's bound to be CAB. They would have made it something spellable, so it could be. Remember, it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't that way around. <laughs> so I got in the car, started the car, took the handbrake off. 
get the accelerator. I just started rolling back very quickly <laughs> towards the car behind me. Now, I haven't dared try it since. <laughs> so I got this beautiful, cute car outside, and it's 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 like a monstrous threat in my life. I have to say, Frank Skinner learns to drive again. I'd watch that. Well, I drove. I drove a manual for the first. When I say a manual, I don't mean the Sylvia Christel roll. I drove oh a manual for um, first 20 years of my driving, yeah. uh, but the second 20 years, an automatic, and um, 20 years a long time. Oh. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Radio. Ruth Jordan, Frank, has been in touch. Is she offering me a driving lesson? Uh, yes. Hmm? Her father <laughs> is offering you a driving lesson. Oh, really? Uh, she then goes up, she said, could I offer you uh, my dad to give you some driving lessons in your new manual car? He taught me and my siblings using the phrase, just raise the clutch the thickness of a penny. Wise oh, words. Mm. Wow, that's thickness not... thickness of a penny. Yeah. That is... You see, the thing is with this car is it's got... <laughs> could I offer you a courtesy father? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teach you to drive? It's got... Um, I could have done with one of that. <laughs> Do you think he's a bit Richard Courtesy? <laughs> oh. I bet he is. I'm, I'm imagining he is. So you've, I've got like um, there's DAB radio in mm. the car, mm. and then there's like a USB socket, and oh, then oh, suddenly, and then suddenly there's the sixties. <laughs> a manual. What's it even doing in that car? Why do they make them anymore? Yeah. What's the point? You know, we, we experimented early on with the manual, but now we've found out how to do automatic. Why still make them? Yeah, yeah something you'd know. Yeah, Tra- come on. Tradition. Oh, come on. Why, well, why have cars at all? Let's have horses. <laughs> I think um, you yeah. can achieve some, some, some better driving with a manual than with, a, with, with an automatic. That's the vaguest answer you've think, ever given me to any query. I think... You uh, can achieve some better driving. <laughs> What's that mean? I think you can control your acceleration you can. better, yeah. Well, you I can what? never control my acceleration. What about those... <laughs> it's a whole fault of mine. Frank, what about those... There are some people who only take the automatic test. Mm-hmm. I know. Do you know those ones? Uh, yeah, um, I know someone who recently just took the automatic. Oh. They've absolutely committed. <laughs> I think that's I risky. Think if, do you? I would never do that. I always think they if, do the whole if thing, they'd come easy? up with automatic first, mm. they'd never have bothered with the manual, would they? No. I'd never have bothered with it. No. It was a prototype, the oh, manual I don't know, these Steve McQueen types like Anyway, it. I'm still not 100% on the pedals. Oh, I need, yeah. um, you know, you know these uh, magazine, consumer magazines, I need one called Witch Pedal, <laughs> which basically <laughs> just runs, it's not CAB, is it? It must be CBA. I think it's CBA. Are you supposed to remember that? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a rude phrase. <laughs> is it? When you CBA, you, you can't be bothered to do something. Oh, that's a good... I'll remember it like that. There you go. I CBA to remember which pedal is which. <laughs> Thank you. I am a step <laughs> closer to driving. Can I... Uh, oh, sorry. I have this news, Justin. Yeah. Don't call me Justin. I've told you that. <laughs> I know. It's a Bieber it's, thing. It's my stage name. 208. Frank. The car colour is dew green. Oh. oh, is it? Do you know how this person knows that? Is he the person who brought me the car? <laughs> From John, the Fiat salesman. Oh, ah. right. What a, what a medieval-sounding name for such a modern job. You, oh, what, John, the Fiat? John, the Fiat salesman. <laughs> yeah. like it I, sounds like someone from Happy Families. John, the um, Fiat. I must drive it because I'll, I'll regret the chance of having of driven a, a little cute car. Because when you get a family, a little cute car days are behind you. Yeah. I used to have a Nissan Figaro. It's the only car I've had that I had an emotional relationship with. Hang on, you still haven't driven it yet? No, I'm too frightened. How long is it frightened <laughs> of the Fiat? I've had it about six days. Oh, Frank, this is getting embarrassing. I oh, know. It's like it's like a beautiful lady who I am crazy about, but too frightened to approach. You're just not sure about her pedals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can I read you um, an email thread? You may. That I had this week. 
um, I thought you might like. Only yesterday, I had a list. I, some of you may know that um, Pierre Novelli and I are... Um, well, we're doing a London run yes. at the Gielgud Theatre, mm-hmm. and then we're off everywhere, all over um, Gross Britannia and Ireland. And I was... Oh, hold on. We've just been told... It's, it's so nuanced now, the um, time's up on the link. It's like being at Christie's. <laughs> you know, when you think the auctioneer, you think, how do you spot those bids? Little nose rug. Hardly. Yeah, it's just a slight shrug. Oh, talking of auctioneers, I know it's niche, but I think that's my new crush. I love an auctioneer. Do right? you? Something about them. Masterful, but in a very... In a slightly low-key, educated way. Yeah. When I watch Antiques Roadshow and see the antiques experts in their um, canary yellow blazers and cravats and <laughs> monocles and all that, I always think um, if there was any sort of dark crimes happening lately, I'd just round them up as a matter of course. Why can't you just have a suit and tie and be an ex- antiques expert, eh? Or do you have to dress like a fool? <laughs> we've just been talking and we've just had a hardcore music conversation. There yeah. isn't enough of that on this show. We all love hardcore death metal. Yeah, no, we were all talking about whether it was a big... Sh- um, which one we should go for, Spotify or Apple Music. There were representatives of both teams mm-hmm. speaking passionately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I liked it. I can't go with Spotify out of loyalty to Metallica. (laughs) Oh. uh, Neil Young. Anyway, um, here's my... I got an email yesterday. I say me and Pierre are going on a tour. Yeah. And... um, and um, Lock I up got your a cathedral. I got a list of all the venues. We're going to start a fight in every Greg's in the country. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, uh, yes. Yeah, so we got, I got a list, and uh. it's got the percentages of ticket sales okay. so far. I've yeah. got to say, it's looking pretty healthy. Mm. What is sharing this with us? Yeah, but there was one that was a bit. Extraordinary. There was one that was uh, uh, down a bit. Okay, thank you. No, it's all right. So I had a look at it. I'll be I'll be up front. It was um, it was the White Rock Theatre Hastings. Mm. So I looked at it and it has the capacities. <laughs> uh, to be fair, it's a light oh switch, so it's why it hasn't sold as many as yeah. the others. Yeah, but um, if you're in Hastings, come. Anyway, so I got it. I looked at the capacity to see, you know, and it, it's not um, giant size. It's uh, it, a thousand and sixty-six is the is the you're capacity. Kidding. No. So I thought, so I oh, sent an email it's back. Not. And I said, the Hastings capacity <laughs> is. And I didn't, I took the comma out <laughs> to help them. 101066. <laughs> and then I put four question marks and five um, exclamation marks, something I never do. Yeah. yeah. So then um, I won't name the people, I'll protect the innocent. Someone from marketing says, uh, yeah, I've passed this over to. Um, Blah blah to confirm. Passes over to Norman to he, live. Uh, he knows about it. to live. So then I heard from live. Uh, yes, we changed uh, the original gig, which was a thousand capacity to Hastings, <laughs> due to um, um, you know it being a bit bigger availability, etc. And I I thought. Oh. Well, are they gaslighting me now? <laughs> I didn't even put the car. I've written Hastings capacities 1060. I've written that. Oh. 1066. So I then sent back. Oh, no. This, this, is when, no, no. this is when I have to leave. No, you don't. Uh. Because I was worried. Well, everyone knows the Hastings. It's a famous thing. The Hastings Theatre oh, is God. 1066. Yeah. I so I said, uh, is it just me? Question mark. <laughs> Oh, no. And then I heard nothing for, I mean, I can tell you exactly, but it was like an hour. With me thinking, what? What has happened? Yeah. Anyway, eventually I heard from marketing. I can't use all the language. Ah, just got it. 1066 hyphen, the battle. Amazing. <laughs> 
that, that's all. And then live, and then live, Giant did. Oh, ha ha, thanks, Connor. Now, ha ha, I think means I'm laughing, but I always think, all right, when I read it. Um, yes, I always. The thing is, the young people do ha ha or aha, or yes. even paha. I've yes. had, but it was a. The people of the white... Let, let me t- that is what it's called, isn't it, in Hastings? It is the White Rock, I'm sure. Pierre. Yeah, the White Rock Theatre. Mm. Um, can they... Po- it must have been especially built to make the capacity... 1066. They've carved out 44. They've incinerated 44. Hastings and the capacity is 1066, and that's an accident. That's impossible. Do you know what I would say? Move on. I mean, come on, they should move on. You know what I mean? No, it's like like Graceland. For Anglo Saxonians like me and Pierre, we're still sulking about 1066. Yeah. (laughs) The Normans came and ruined everything. So, um, yeah, I. If there's anyone from Hastings, is it a thing that everyone knows? Or if I've discovered this, that would be. That that would be above Einstein and splitting the atom, in my opinion. Okay. That's my opinion. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, read your email, which did make me quite tense. I won't lie, that story. Just because... (laughs) Well, it made them tense, apparently, because afterwards um, (laughs) I I got called up by who I'm calling marketing, and he said... Oh man, the poor old liar's been pulling his hair out saying, What have I done wrong? What is he complaining? I can't tell what he's complaining about. <laughs> but Frank, it's because you just said, Is it just me? Well, yeah, but I didn't want to. Like I say, I thought maybe everyone knows that the White Rock Theatre has a capacity of 1066. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, theatrical. I didn't want to do a big mo thing where everybody knows it except me. You, did, you didn't want to get caught pointing out the obvious joke yeah. that everyone had grown up with. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when I was with my publicist at um, Chris Evans, and she said, it's a funny thing, isn't it, Marmite? Some people seem to really like it, and I don't like it at all. It really divides people. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And you had God. to check the... I wasn't sure if she was <laughs> falling... Oh, anyway. Now, anyway. Listen... Yes, I just said, now listen to okay. Frank Skinner. That's all right, that was, that was very, very Simon Cowell moment. <laughs> now listen. 314 yeah. has some car information. Oh, OK. Hi, Frank. Mercedes have stopped selling new manual cars in the UK. Others may follow suit. Quite right. Eventually. Can I just say, great use of follow suit. Mm. Yeah. Phrase you don't hear enough of. I, I presume it's a card playing uh, term. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. Um, mm. I'm a manual gearbox person myself. Okay, yeah. But automatic. Is that a Spanish name? <laughs> a manual oh. gearbox person. Ma- manual oh, gearbox no, person. Scandinavian, half Spanish, half Scandinavian. <laughs> manual, uh, manual gear person. <laughs> gearbox person. Manual, manual hellbox. It's son um, of gearbox <laughs> pair. <laughs> yeah. But automatics have improved enough. We mm. don't need them anymore, really. Plus, with electric cars becoming more common, which don't have gears, manual They gearbox- don't have gears, they don't. Oh, okay. Well, listen mm. to this, Pale. Manual gearboxes days may be numbered. Yeah. Oh. I'm afraid oh, I... Watch out, Manuel. Yeah, I'm afraid I just caught the back end of the uh, terror. Oh. The terror of the manual gearbox. <laughs> It's like learning to drive all over again. You know, I'm going to be doing that kangaroo starts and all that yeah. stuff. Lead foot. Um, mm. Anna Banana has oh, got yeah. in touch, one of our regulars. Anna Banana. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, the seating capacity used to be 1066 after the Battle of Hastings. But in early 2019, the capacity and layout was increased to allow more flexibility to the venue. Well, it's still 1066. It did say that if they have a standing gig, it's more. Yeah. Oh, when Anna Banana says after the Battle of Hastings, she means in honour of. Mm. I thought she meant 
immediately <laughs> after no, that. No. Yeah. Oh, that's an old venue. Well, we need to expand capacity. All the Normans are here now, so there's more yeah. people now, who apparently come shooting. If, if it's a standing gig, the capacity is between um, 1939 and 1945. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Here's the thing. Um, I made a New Year's resolution... Okay. To listen more. Mm. To Absolute Radio. Yeah, but no. Okay. Well, I couldn't listen any more than I already do. <laughs> listen more wherever you get your podcasts. To listen more, yeah, because I find I'm 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 quite. I don't know what um, Ray is like, your dog, but at my dog, mm. when the tennis ball comes out. The face changes. The yeah. hair seems to rise on the face. <sighs> Ready for the ball to be thrown. Yes. That's what I'm like in a conversation. Oh, <laughs> for yeah. my, Looking forward to my next bit. Yeah, yeah. you're chomping yeah. at the bit, in fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, that's what I'm like. And as I've got worse as I've got older, because I think I've got something really valuable to add to this conversation. And if I don't say it in four seconds, I'll have forgotten it forever. Someone oh. after barge in, and I've stopped doing it, and um, it's been interesting for me. I saw some friends just mm. after New Year's, and they started two two guys. They started talking about the NHS in some detail. Mm. I just sat and listened to them. How was it? It was fine until one of them said, "You're all right." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm just listening," you know. I thought that you were unwell. Yeah, that's why we asked if you were all right. <laughs> and I tried to tell him it was my New Year's resolution. Really? And then I had a thing. I had an argument with a with a, a female friend about Taylor Swift. Oh, well, yeah. well the producers, uh, she's poised like your dog because... My argument was that Billie Eilish... I love Billie Eilish because she just... Um, uh, she j- I, 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 Green hair and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm being really shoved by the producer. I'll come back to this. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I was talking about my New Year's resolution um, to listen more. Yes. yes. Now, people who listen to this show might not think that's in operation, but this show is a bit like when you get to a breakdancing thing... Somebody steps forward and spins around on their head and the other guys all go, yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah. And then they come back and then one of them steps into that. That's how we work, I think. Mm. Nevertheless, (laughs) so I was talking uh, uh, about Taylor Swift and I said, I think if Taylor Swift, if the Lord, the good Lord appeared to Taylor Swift and said, you can give up all your singing and songwriting abilities or your physical beauty. She'd say, I'm going to have to ditch the songwriting and singing. Oh. The producer's shaking her head. This yes. is a very provocative statement. Yes, it was, yes. And, uh, and it, was, it was, you know, mm. so uh, I said that. Light the fuse. Yeah. So then we, off we went into the argument. I started to look like my dog with a tennis ball, and we were away. <laughs> mm. And then about, I guess... Four or five minutes into the and people, you know, when people start to gather around to watch the, uh, <laughs> oh, the the fireside dwellers. And I said, um, hold it. I said it's just occurred to me that I actually have no convictions, no opinions <laughs> about Taylor Swift of any kind. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any dislike for her. It got around from the fact that Billie Eilish, someone else who I like everything about her except her music, but I like the fact that she wears trousers and a baggy top on stage. She doesn't feel she needs to sell it that much. Faith mm. in the material. But I don't, I don't care what Taylor Swift wears or what songs she does. People like her. God bless her. Mm. And I just stopped. I would have carried on in the old days. And I said, sorry, I've, lo- I've lost heart in this. <laughs> I've, re- I've, I've realised I've, I've started a war for the sake of... <laughs> but I realised it, yes. We've all done it, dear. It's a war, but I have, n- I have no part in it. I don't care. I don't dislike her. 
She, you know, she looks lovely. Can you imagine, sorry, if a leader said that? <laughs> came out and gave a speech and said, I'm so sorry, guys. I don't even I want to I realise I've, I've started a war just for the sake of it. But then yeah. my friend said, um, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm a massive fan. I said, why are we even talking? It doesn't matter, does it? None of it matters, all that. Let's talk about things that matter. And we moved on. It was quite healthy, I thought. That's yeah. great. That's like a scene from the music video for a song like Imagine. Or but it's difficult. War is over. Do you well, know I love Mellow Frank? Yeah. But it's, Mellow it's, Frank? It's, you know, it's running down a steep hill and suddenly trying to stop. It hurts the knees a bit. Mm. You know, because I was, I was off. Yes. I was off on the argument. How does how is Kath enjoying Mellow Frank? Um, well, I don't get much of a word in any way at home. <laughs> um, well, that's changed as your expression. I just think maybe I, it, it's when I was listening to this long conversation about the NHS, I was thinking it's a lot easier. This isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what a lot yeah. of people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've always condemned people for who don't join in. Well, you know my father's friend's view on this. <laughs> if you yeah. didn't say anything and you were at a dinner party with my parents, what would happen, Frank? I would say, yeah, you've contributed absolutely nothing. To yeah. this conversation. <laughs> you've drunk our wine. You've, you've listened. I mean... Well, I once said to someone, if you want to ride tandem through my social world, seeing the sights, feeling the wind in your air, you're going to have to somewhat contribute. Yeah, some pedaling. <laughs> yeah, do some pedaling. <laughs> um, they didn't like it either. I find, um, I think I might end up with more friends from listening more. Do you think? As well. Is that the risk you're willing to take? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I just think I've... Um, if you don't say very much, you've got less chance, I think. It's oh. like the great blues guitarists. It's the notes you don't play that yeah, move people. Yeah, but I people. worry about the quality of the friends you're going to attract. That's yeah, what, well, do I don't I mean? have that long to worry about it. Oh, my <laughs> God, Frank. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We got an email... Uh, to people from North Korea, if mm-hmm. people say, where are you from? Do they go, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, know. I, I suspect know. I think not. the people who ask people from North Korea where they're from tend to be border guards. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> as, you're right. As opposed to cocktail and they're not guests. famous for their sense of humour. No. no. <laughs> I think they filter out sense of humour in the hiring process for border mm. guards. Mm. Sense of humour, please. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Well, uh, we had an email that I, I, I quite like from Lee in Kent. Mm. He said, Dear Frank, Emily and Pierre, Happy New Year, and thank you for mentioning uh, the book Ridley Walker on the show the other day. Oh, yeah. Which you did, Frank. And uh, Lee says, I'm reading it now, and what a cracker. Any other post-apocalyptic recommendations from the team? <laughs> um, and which of you would thrive best in a post-Armageddon scenario? Thanks, Lee. I'm going to go a canticle for Leibovitz. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go, Lee. Frank, <clears throat> I'd like to delve back into the recent archives. Okay. Uh, just because I wanted to share with you some correspondence we had during the week. Our mm. readers do get in touch. Yes, I know. We should do more of people yes. getting in touch during the week. It gives the whole thing a fabulous continuity. And I might be able to get across to Absolute that we're a sort of daily show, if it works mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And that could affect um, the contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Um, anything else you'd like to tell us about how the ticket sales and the exact capacity? Ticket sales are doing all right. They can okay. always do better. <laughs> um, what is it your manager sent you, along with those flowers? Uh, uh, 56, 000, straight in at number one, 56,000 units sold. <laughs> uh, OK, we've received this from David Clements. Do you remember Shaken Stevens came up not too long ago on the show? Yes. I can't remember why now. Oh, because he was... I was talking about Elvis as being one of the great guitar holders mm. rather That's than players. Mm. And they suggested that... Um, Shaky was the same, but I think that was because he played Elvis. And, he and p- I'd he seen him. Up. My parents had taken me to see I remember. that one. Yeah, very good. I saw Martin Shaw play Elvis in Birmingham. How was once. he? Lovely. Sh- strange review. Oh. Um, 
shaken Stephen's turnips, this email is called, and I immediately thought, that's got Frank written all over it. Hi, is Frank. there a tribute act? And would it be called the fake shake in Stephen? <laughs> the fake in no. Stephen. Do you remember the fake shake? <laughs> yes, yes. Of course yes, I yeah. do. Sting operations. Yeah, fake in Stephen's would be good. Though. Fake in Stephen's. Mm. Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. Lovely to hear Shake and Stevens getting a name check on last week's show. Mm. Reminded me of when a music producer friend of mine worked with him many years ago. The first day of recording, he came into the studio, spotted my friend's jeans and immediately knelt down and gave him massive turn-ups. Finishing by saying, that's better. <laughs> he had to keep his turn-ups for the rest of the session. <laughs> Best wishes, David Clements. Wow, that's funny. Well, that's one for the books. What a turn up for the book. <laughs> oh, is it just me you're about to say that? No, no, that's a great story and a great. I love <laughs> stories. I don't like ones from the dark side, but the no. sort of lesser aspects of abuse of power. Yes. I love those. <laughs> and also, it's Shake and Stevens doing exactly what you want him to yeah. be doing. Yeah, exactly. Imagine the fear standing there and. Shaking Stevens approaches you and you think, is this a handshake? And then, is kneel, this a... And then he kneels. He kneels. Then what? What? What, what next? What on earth? And then as he's touching your trousers, you just have to stand there and think, well, I suppose this is today then. Oh, God. Shaping Stevens. That's what he was doing. That's, I love that story. That, for me, is right up there with um, Gawain and the Green Knight. <laughs> I had um, an, uh, a little parcel arrived with uh, the Fortnum and Mason symbol on it. Mm. And uh, a note, Dear Frank, I hope you enjoy the gift from one lemon curd lover to another, Annalise. Mm. And um, it's um, lemon curd biscuits. Oh, it's like yeah. test match special today. People sending in biscuits. We've already, uh, we've already talked to him. Very lemon curdy. That's how I'd describe them. Yeah. Very tart. Oh. And I love that in a biscuit. Yeah. Five nine seven. Good news. Simon of Sudbury. That is. Do you know him? One of our medieval, of our medieval regulars. Of course. Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. I hope your new listening policy doesn't apply when I come to see you both at the Gilgood. On the sixth. No, there'll be so less. Simon less of listening. Sudbury. Yeah, but isn't it great, Simon of Sudbury? Doing a personal Fabulous. appearance. Mm. <laughs> I wonder what he'll wear. Oh, Maybe yeah. medieval executioner chic. A, a I smock. see him in. Yeah, I see him in a smock. A tabard? <laughs> yes, yeah. He'll have a tabard. And a little trumpet. Well, I'm, I was on a show with uh, I was on a show with Davina McCall yesterday, and she said I'm coming to see you. And I said, Oh, great! I thought obviously she's been invited to. The... She said, Yeah, I bought four tickets for the Gilgood. I thought. Mm. What a lovely woman she is. That's what you want. Humble. She also, she also wore a fantastic hat. Oh. Did she? Like a bit, um, like some sort of Spanish Don Pueblo. I just made that oh. up the last bit, but it sounded vaguely Spanish. Sound, sounds feathered, this hat. No, no, it was like black, like Zorro would wear. Oh. Yeah, you remember Zorro? I do. I know he's a long haul through the phone book before you reach him, but it's <laughs> worth it. He's the original Banksy. Jeff he Zorro, takes... I think his name was. <laughs> he takes a long scroll to get to. Oh, you I do, got yeah. time. I think he carries a long scroll as well. <laughs> That's his CV. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually a vandal, wasn't he? Because he would yeah. do stuff and then he would just scratch a massive great Z in the wall. Was yeah. he like Banksy? <laughs> yeah. He was a bit, yeah. What original. did he do? What was his job? Like, if he was travelling and they said profession at immigration, what, what what was Zorro's job? Well, he would I just slash would... a Z into the form. Well, yeah. that's not move, a job. He was, he was a sleep therapist. He would um, <laughs> slash several Zs <laughs> over the bed and then go, well, why? And it's, what uh, was his job? I, I put it to you again. He was a, well, was I he a think spy? He was, I believe he was an aristocrat. Mm. That's not a job. So he didn't have a job. He didn't need a job. There are two so things. So he was like a Nepo baby. In the, in the world of the action <laughs> hero. He, well, I don't know who he's dad, I Nudge, suppose. Nudging someone and whispering, the classic sorrow. The classic <laughs> Nepo baby was the Phantom. Yes. Because the Phantom, because... 
the, the, local, the local people believed that the phantom was the ghost who walks, who'd live forever. But what happened was they just passed it on to their son mm. when they finished it. Because they wear a mask and that, no one knew. Oh. So, uh, yeah, people say, let's put a bit of weight on the phantom. <laughs> <laughs> let's come on, son. For a while, the phantom seemed to have very little joint mobility. But now, he's very springy. God, the phantom. I don't know. To me, he looks a foot tall. I don't don't know what he's... You've got to be very careful with the phantom that you keep to basically the same kind of partner. Build, yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you remember that carbon mating they used to talk about? You go out with people who look the same, like Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart Stewart went out with all those tall blondes. He didn't want to change the girlfriend avatar on his Wii. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Okay. All right, we've been talking about Brian Prothero. Yes. Off air. Well, I've recently got obsessed. Mm. Late review. Yeah. Um, In case you don't know him, he was... Would it be 60s, that hit? He had a song called... Uh, 70s, I'm going to go. 70s, yeah. Come on, we'll know. One of our readers. He had a Very song called Pinball. Yeah, 70s, actually. It's peak our readers. It's yes. called Pinball. Which I recently discovered. Apparently, Noel Gallagher's a fan as well. Huge fan. Well, I, I always thought it was a great track, but I don't know if he ever did anything. I don't remember him doing anything else. I, I found it completely through the algorithm. The robot showed me it. Okay. And um, I immediately thought, this is great, and just... Never, I looked at the other tracks and I thought I've never heard of this person. And unusually for me, I didn't look him up. Oh, okay. so I didn't learn that he was an actor until he came up in this conversation you right now. You didn't look him up. I've never heard such a talk. I, had, know, I must have had the flu. I've remembered he was one of. Do you know when you're a child and you have odd crushes? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you don't quite know that it's a crush. You just look and you think, oh, I like that. I like that person. Mm. And he was one of mine. Mm. Because he would pop up occasionally in dramas. What did he look that like? That should have sort of stayed as Radio 4 plays, but they, <laughs> yeah. they ended up on BBC. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of sighing in rooms. Mm. Yeah. Un- unfinished sentences. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Martin, why don't you... Oh, come on, you know I've... Yes, but eventually we... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, sometimes when the, in one of the plays, uh, Play for Today's, I was in, Frank. Oh, yeah. There'd be... What was that? Uh, it was called Don't Be Silly. OK. <laughs> yeah, OK? Yeah, guess it's, it? a good, it's a good... It's well, actually it my di- motto. <laughs> <laughs> it was a direct quote. It was the husband um, talking to the wife, saying, Don't be silly. Mm. And he wants... Gaslighting. It was a bit. Of, it, was, it was a bit of gaslighting, I'm afraid. Very English gaslighting. Don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> but said about someone sort of crying at a funeral or something. Yes, don't be exactly. silly. <laughs> Some sort of incredibly cruel context. To it. Yeah. <laughs> don't be so silly. Don't be so silly. Goodness so, sake. So carry on. So he would say things to his wife, and I remember listening to this and thinking, "Oh, that's not very nice." He would. His some of his dialogue was things like, a, "Can you stop looking at me with those cow eyes?" Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. Huh. So that was. So they say that on the arches most weeks. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfectly acceptable, as well as uh, repeatedly going. <sighs> so uh, do you know when I was a child. So you just saying it, he was played by Prothero? No, but that's the sort of thing Prothero turned right, up okay. in. He was up what to. I'm saying. Yeah, he was up yeah, to. I'm going to throw another. Um, one-off song that has the same wistful poetic. Go on. Weird love story. And that is um, Where Do You Go To My Lovely by Peter Sarsted. Lovely. Who was Sarsted? Well, I found out that Sarsted's brother was the um, 60s heartthrob Eden Kane. What about that for a stage name? So Eden made up. Kane. The most yeah. made up name ever. You could have at least gone for Eden Abel, not the one who did the killing. Yeah. <laughs> Eden brings up Eden. If you're going to bring up Eden, you've got to bring up Abel, not Cain. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What do you think? I think he probably killed somebody, and that was his way of telling us how I did in plain sight. Like, like, when, uh, like when Phil um, Thingy saw somebody being drowned. Oh, Phil Collins. He yeah. didn't know. It was Urban Myth. Right? No. Well, yeah. What do you think our younger well, listeners will be thinking of this that link? Might be, the jury might have accepted Ma- that. Mark. Not Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Kane would be a good one, a good name. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you think our younger listeners think of this link? 
I think they've learned a lot. I don't think there's any age, Emmy, on the stories of the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's not like you had to be there. <laughs> I don't think this is a time for pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> Frank Skinner. What? What's happened now? Mm. There's a problem going on. Apparently, some people are losing the last end of our links because the adverts are coming in early. Hate mm. that. I think the la- the back end of the links have probably had some of the best jokes. Yeah. Of my career. <laughs> <laughs> in them. You've revealed so many high-level secrets as well in this last few minutes. Exactly. Lost forever now. The truth behind the various murders. Now, Frank, you're a big uh, West End fan. Well, you're like uh, you're, you've seen more West End shows than anyone I know, I think. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. You're a dedicated okay. follower of theatre. Yes, that is. That's fair. How do you feel about Andrew Lloyd Webber? Well, and his legacy. I um. I I think I wouldn't put him. He wouldn't be in my top three musicals, but one has to respect his uh, yes. enormous contribution. Well, you, and yes. you do respect him, and you respect him so much that you give him what I like to call assistance, yes. creative assistance. <laughs> yes, I did give him a suggestion on how to improve the encore once. I've never heard from him since. No. <laughs> Mm. He um, literally approached Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> and gave him helpful notes. But I once had yeah. dinner at his house with um, David Frost and his wife and Terry Wogan and his wife and then we were joined Gosh. by Melvin Bragg. Oh my word. <laughs> All interviewing each other in a big loop. Yeah, exactly. It's basically big... Parkinson 1979. Yeah, it was, he has, occasionally he has an old white guy's night. <laughs> and we all turned up, and uh, it was a lovely, lovely night. We sat under, I think, a Matisse. Oh. Or was it a mattress? Was it raining? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, um, now that very home mm. is in the, the news. That it place is. where I went. Well, you, you hate ghost stories. I do. I'm, I get frightened. So thank God you didn't know. I'm more frightened of ghosts than I am of a manual gearbox. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it turns out that Andrew Lloyd Webber had to call in a priest to deal with a poltergeist in that very home. But I love that. Because I don't think, I don't believe, I believe he's an Anglican. He looks like an Anglican. Mm. What I like about this ghost, his poltergeist, I'll say that again, what I love about Andrew Lloyd Webber's poltergeist is that it's a really posh ghost. No, but my point was, mm. he didn't call the vicar because no, he no. thought, no, no super no. that, so you've got to call him. <laughs> you've got to call him the experts. We'll get the Catholics in. Who are you going to call? <laughs> yeah, the Catholics. Catholics. Uh, Catholics. Yeah. yeah. Host busters. Host <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, he, got, he got a priest in for his poltergeist. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Mm. When I say the word poltergeist, what what kind of thing springs to mind as far as their oh. behaviour is concerned? Oh, they're very active. Chairs mm. being flung across rooms. Yeah. They throw things. Mm. Yeah, don't they? Yeah. And they respond. They're very respond reactive to uh, an adolescent presence. I know this because my neighbour, uh, who also, I tell you who she got in was the um, chief exorcist of the Church of England. Oh, they've, mm. they're doing it as well. <laughs> they're doing they do it as well. They dabble. No, no one calls Dawkins in for this <laughs> when they're in trouble. <laughs> He's going to logic away, this ghost. Well, she called in the chief exorcist of the Church of England. This is Lindsay DePaul, who, you know... Oh, you know, God, Frank, Lindsay DePaul, what a great juxtaposition of worlds. It gets better. Do you know? In case you don't know, Lindsay DePaul was a big... Um, Pop singer lady in the 70s, what did we say? Yeah. She was also my neighbour. She was in Eurovision. She was. And bottom. she called in the chief exorcist. Of the Church of England. Please say that he knocked on the door and she opened it and he was carrying a small suitcase and he said, you sent for an exorcist, please. No, he knocked on the door and standing next to him was Michael Benteen from The Goons. Oh, what? Um, Unfortunately, the people in the next link won't get this because they're listening to adverts as we speak. But uh, I think we need to come back to Michael (laughs) Benjamin.
We were talking about Andrew Lloyd Webber, who yes. had a ghost. Yes. Uh, a ghost, a poltergeist in his uh, previous Belgravia home, who used to move around theatre scripts. That's my kind of ghosts. Um, and it, I. Yeah, what I liked about that, if you want an insight into how big <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's house is, what he actually said, he'd leave the scripts in a neat pile in, wait for it, some obscure room. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got an obscure room in their house? A big enough house that you feel able to denigrate yeah. some of your own... More, yeah. More what that? They went in rooms. that room. <laughs> what a weird ghost. Um... Anyway, I mentioned to you, Frank, that I... Also, taking the scripts away. Isn't that a case of the ghost saying, right, enough. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a good run, now stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting these away. In some obscure room. <laughs> In some yeah. obscure room. It's probably locked. It doesn't bother the ghost, obviously. No, yeah. no. How did it get the scripts through the door, though? Yeah, that's to the true. wall. <laughs> that's they the problem. Ways, Were the scripts heavily rewritten to feature a ghost? If a ghost is see-through, if a ghost is like you know, like steam, they're essentially steam. How does it carry a script? Well, you say it's steam. I've seen them at the fairground, and as we know, they do wear Reeboks. Yeah, Reebok they do Reeboks <laughs> under and, the white um, sheet. Yeah, It'll be a nice thread count the sheet in Andrew Lloyd Webber's. Yes. That ghost will have, Frank. <laughs> yeah, it will. Um, what? Oh, oh, I was telling you about the exorcism. Is it the Phantom of the Obscure Room? <laughs> oh, the Phantom of the Obscure Room, moving scripts. Yeah. I feel sick because, you know, <laughs> Frank will suggest this to Andrew Lloyd Webber when he next encounters yes. Do you want to know about Michael Benteen? Yes, Michael the... Benteen, who was one of the goons. Yes. And, and the chief exorcist of the Church of England and Lindsay DePaul, my neighbour, and the exorcism that happened yes. next door yeah. to me. So he turned up with a... A comedian, the exorcist. Well, Mum said to me, I said, why is Michael Benteen <laughs> on the front lawn with a priest? And my mum said, I've told you, uh, Lindsay's having an exorcism and Michael's helping her out. OK. Right. And Michael Benteen was apparently, he was quite, my mum said, he's very into the paranormal, darling. OK. He was into sort of supernatural things, I yeah. believe. I don't know. Maybe I mean, he I thought don't the, know. the ghost would hate I remember about ghosts. it. But the things that the story that the goons, in case you don't know about the goons, they were like a massive radio post war, um, strange, surreal comedy bunch with Peter Sellers and Spike Milligan and Harry Seacombe. And, uh, yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, and Michael Benteen. And they used to say that peop the strangest people you've ever met would turn up at the BBC. And say, I met Michael Benteen and he told me I was a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and that I should talk to someone at the BBC. <laughs> it was happening every week, the oddest people you've ever met. Yes. He <laughs> so would, he did that. But Lindsay's ghost would, it was a poltergeist, and she'd <clears throat> called Michael Benteen <clears throat> because it used to jangle keys in her ear <clears throat> and crash mirrors to the floor. That's all I knew about that poltergeist. That's, I mean, that's actually dangerous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Irresponsible. It is, yeah. Well, the I ghost, like Frank's the ghost public was... information film on ghosts. Yeah. That's, That's seven dangerous. years bad luck for that ghost. Yeah. As if things how weren't do... going badly enough yeah. for that ghost. How do they measure bad luck? Ghosts. In the ghost community. <laughs> Men measure, so measure she, it. Michael brought over the, uh, the, ex -chief, uh, the ex chief exorcist of the Church of England. Yes. And all I remember is he said repeatedly, exit, exit. And that was pretty much it. Hmm. So I'm just saying, nice work if you can get it. Right. Okay. Was he from Switzerland? <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. One of the reasons Andrew Lloyd Webber thought his house was haunted was that he happened to glance in a mirror. Oh, that <laughs> is so unkind. <laughs> he is a ghostly-looking man, though. I, I always jump oh. a little bit whenever I see him. Is there such a thing as ghostly-looking, though? Aren't they just... So. Living people who are now dead people. So then no, they just. There's no, got to be more to less them variety. Than that. No, I would agree I'm with you. I'm not trying to denigrate them. I think. <laughs> you're not throwing style shade at I'm saying they're a bit no. past tense. They, I, I think their golden years are behind them, is what I'm saying. You're saying their look is a bit retro. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. What's your favourite style of ghost, Frank? Um, 
Mm, I think Victorian lady walking <laughs> through a wall and not acknowledging anyone, just getting on and be, being about her business. Busy. Yeah. Oh, I, I like, I've um, got a lot on ghost. Yeah, is your yeah exactly. I like... Uh, uh, you know the way dogs, you take a dog for a walk and the dog's like, oh yeah, I need to go in that bush over there. Then I need to... Like, they're really important. busy. And you think, what if, what's the point of being a dog if you're busy? <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. I like Tudor, Headless Tudor Man with Ruff. Oh, holding, Harry, holding Potter, head, Harry Potter. That's very rude one Holding for you. head under his arm. No, I like it. It's quite sort of ITV beer advert. That's the kind of ghost that would crop up in an ad. Yes, yes. Friendly ghost. Even I like yeah. this drink. Yeah, what, some stupid thing where he's pouring it down his neck. Yeah. I like yeah. the... Um, in... Um, Sixth Sense. I like the uh, hanged religious dissenter ghosts yes. that were still on, still on rope. Absolute radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, was that um, <laughs> too dark for breakfast? <laughs> too dark for breakfast. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, you asked me my favourite ghost, and there you have it. I oh, once I asked it. an audience how many people in the crowd. There was like a thousand people or so, and I said, "How many of you have seen a ghost?" Mm. And there was like, I think it was eight mm. people who said they'd definitely seen a ghost. And then I asked how many people had seen um, Papua New Guinea. There wasn't <laughs> one. So from my statistical research. <laughs> It is more likely that ghosts exist than Papua New Guinea. Mm. And ghosts from Papua New Guinea, the less said. Yeah, who knows? So you both like the historical... Well, I'll tell you what I like. I like a malevolent child, malevolent Victorian child. Like, ring a ring a Oh, no, bouncing a ball on the landing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you think, how do you bounce a ball if you're permeable? Maybe some sort of a hoop. It's the ghost of a ball. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Maybe some sort of a hoop involved. Mm. Oh, no. Especially when they're in one of the obscure rooms. (laughs) Yes, giggling and running. (laughs) They're always giggling and running. Do you think he always called it the obscure room, ALW? So could you... I don't know where my bag is. Well, maybe it's in the obscure room. No, I I don't know. I think he uh, forgot they existed. Yeah. Yeah. Until the search party of servants (laughs) came back and said, we've found them. (laughs) They were in... One of the obscure rooms. My lord, your scripts were in one of them. (laughs) Oh, in the low profile wing? (laughs) Yes. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Mm. Frank, I would like to uh, refer you again. Sorry, I've gone a bit legal on you. That's okay. Uh, I hope you don't mind, Frank, when I go legal on you. No, I quite like it. Oh, okay. I'd like to refer you again to our... We discussed characters who get in touch midweek, and I love these correspondents. Mm. And we've had someone getting... Midweek in- matters, maybe we should call <laughs> this section. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> it suggests that it's matters to be, that were discussed in the week, but it also discussed that the people who send in midweek matter. They matter. Mm. Mm. I believe... Is that an Alan Partridge... Mid-morning matters. Oh, mid-morning, mm. yes. Oh, is it, oh, if it's close to that. I don't <laughs> want anyone saying, oh, yeah, that's like on Alan Partridge. That's like, uh, that is worse than saying, weren't you a war criminal? <laughs> Not that I don't like Alan Partridge, but the idea that everything is based on it is an error. Yes. So this is from Ryan. So we're not going to call it that. No. Get in. OK. This is from Ryan in Twickenham. Mm. Hi, Frank and team. Long-time reader. Praise, therefore, redacted. Right. I was watching ITV's Masked Singer recently and was thrilled to identify Chicken Caesar as the one and only Mr Frank Skinner. Right. There's a character called Chicken Caesar, FYI. Yeah. Chicken Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. As in... The, the salad. salad, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not as in hail season. It's my favourite salad, and I hate salad. 
but chickens. I like those, the modern it's things. It's odd that you hate salad. Well, salad is like, it's more like taking an aspirin, having people it's only eat really it because it's healthy. these days. That's not true these days. Okay. Well, it, the, the salad reason has it, evolved since the your reason, day. Yeah, but it's evolved in a very <laughs> odd salad way. So yeah. now you think, oh, buy salad, and you go to, and it's like Mars bar salad. Yeah. And you think, well, it's got the word salad in it. I won't look yeah. at the fat and sugar content. But the salad has evolved into a dish in its own right. Yeah, it's not well, that's because everybody wants to be thin, not, not because they like salad. Oh, okay. Or they've covered it in cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so chicken Caesar... Or Becker Mal. Ryan in Twickenham yes. says all the clues for chicken Caesar pointed to Frank. Mm-hmm. 1966 was mentioned, so he thought okay. three lines. Yeah. The Brits came up. Sorry, Frank. He says in parenthesis, I like the Brits. Sorry, Frank. Uh, I see. 1966, I believe, is the capacity of Wembley Stadium. <laughs> it should be. It should be. Imagine if that was an absolute stipulation. Yeah, you had to do stuff like that. You had to prove the relevance of your capacity to your venue. Yeah, the Munich Olympic Stadium, 1933. Yes. <laughs> Royal Albert Hall would have to be related to something in Victoria's reign, presumably. It Royal would Albert's be uh, 1812, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> for the uh, Tchaikovsky. All right, the come overture. with me. I know the overture. Tell Tchaikovsky the news. I know. <laughs> well, your grandmother was probably alive at the same time as Tchaikovsky. Indeed. Uh, anyway, Brian continues. The third clue that pointed to Frank, Chicken Caesar itself. He's put a lot of work in. Yeah. CEC, the initials, Christopher Collins. Oh, I see, yeah. That's my birth name, in case yeah. you don't know. Mm. I felt so clever as I declared to my family that it was definitely Frank. But then, lo and behold, and well, I'm allowed to reveal this because it has gone out already, so yeah. everybody knows, the mask came off and it was dot, 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 Rebecca Vardy. No, <laughs> it was dot, 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 Alexander Armstrong. Oh. OK. Yeah. What did he do at the Brits? <laughs> what did he do in 1966? Yeah. Well, he's done it. Has had a contribution around. to music, Frank, with uh, Are You Going yeah. to Scarborough Fair? He certainly did a TV advert <laughs> when he walked through a cornfield with his collar turned yeah. off. <laughs> going, golden brown, texture like wine. Yeah. With a peacoat on. No, yeah. I believe yeah. he said, Are you going to Scarborough Fair. And Frank said, said, not if you are, mate. <laughs> which wasn't very kind. Uh, what about um, in that interview when they asked him about doing Golden Brown and he said, Strangler's light, it ain't. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a nice bloke, but that was terrible. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. You were recently on Emily Dean's podcast. Mm. Yes. And very wonderful Walking he was on it, can I say. And you discussed something that I'd never heard of before, but is being referenced by the nominatively determined Scott in Edinburgh. Right. Or, yeah. he, or it's anonymous. Yeah. I can't mm. tell. Um, but Scott in Edinburgh says, Hi, Frank and team. I was watching Charlie Chaplin's The Circus and was reminded of Frank's father. When Chaplin is cooking and scoops a <laughs> teaspoon of salt from his waistcoat pocket. Oh. oh! Was this the birth of the salt-in-pocket defence utilised by the Skinner household? I always thought it was a ninja thing, but it might have been Charlie Chaplin. Well, I mean, they're both silent. Yeah. yeah. My, but that is, was it from the film The Circus? Well, apparently it happens in the film, so oh, maybe it was such a widespread... that's where your dad dog You know what was on about laughing fits last week? Yeah. You have a massive... There's a, there's a bit... And I'm not going to pretend that I watch Charlie Chaplin films and fall about, but occasionally you'll come up with such a brilliant... And there was clearly a, a, a one that couldn't fully be controlled. Mm. And he is on a tightrope with... You know, when they have the stick, they hold the big stick for balance. Mm. And he's got a monkey 
climbing on his shoulder and then going round. And at one point, it really bites his nose. <laughs> I mean, really quite hard. And, uh, oh, man, it's just... I mean, it couldn't possibly have been set up. But he, he goes with it, of course, because he's thinking, this will be great. This is funny. I don't care if he utterly defaces me. It's going to get... <laughs> and I, you should check that out. But I don't remember the salt in pocket, but it sounds right. Do you think that that was just a sort of pre-war version for men of going to a UFC class or doing boxing? Well, just put I, some salt in your pockets. I think, if I remember rightly, in the Laurel and Hardy, Hal wrote Short County Hospital. Um, Stan Laurel, who's delivered um, hard-boiled eggs and nuts as a gift in the hospital. Okay. Um, and why didn't you get me some grapes? They, they cast too much. So um, <laughs> it's a bit where he takes a salt cellar out of his pocket to put on a hard-boiled egg. That's definitely a thing, isn't it? Maybe people did carry it about. Because we should clarify, your your father carried salt in his pocket as a kind of flung self-defence mechanism. If anyone tried, you know, a, a, any sort of assault in mm. the street... To, well, especially to, things, to pardon the pun. If they asked for the time, he says that's how they get you. Yeah, that, that was it. But, I mean, I'm not, you know... We on Absolute Radio do not propose um, have-a-go heroes of any kind. We don't condone assault or assault. Oh, very come on, good. that's good. Assault, assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah? No, we don't condone that. But my dad, you know, came from different times. Saltier times. Mm, you got it. <laughs> you jo- said a mouthful. Ruth Jordan. Ruth Jordan has How's asked- her dad getting on? I don't know. Okay. Ruth Jordan... Has said, uh, uh, well, she said a two things. A mm. two things? Oh, don't, don't, shut up with your face. She said a two things. <laughs> yeah, it's gone, it's gone from <laughs> Chaplin to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> a two things. You're not for me, there is a no Saturday club. Firstly, she says, I really hope someone switched on the radio when Emily said, What's Michael Benteen doing on the front lawn with a priest? <laughs> Secondly, she says, I wonder if all this talk of ghosts will lead to Frank having one of his disappointingly Route One scary <laughs> dreams, like the Dracula one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I do. Hope so, I hope Frank. not. <laughs> they wake me up and then I can't get back to sleep. Really? I make the old yeah, mistake of sleeping with the light off. Yeah, but you're. she's right, Ruth. It's going to be a Tudor ghost mm. clutching the head. Oh, yeah. I can laugh about the ghost thing now, but when I'm, when I'm in bed and the lights are off. Mm. Do you really get scary? Yeah, scary with these yeah. You know, that I've got a 11th Doctor dressing gown hanging on the door. That suddenly becomes some hovering spook. Mm. Oh, if, if there was never any um, darkness, if there was no night, I don't think it would bother me. I mean, that dressing gown only scares me depending on which actor playing the Doctor is wearing it, because some might terrify me. Mm, well, some... I never wear it, of course, because I can't find a window. Yeah. <laughs> So, we have some other uh, bits of correspondence. Okay. Has anyone from Hastings come in and said yes? Well, not the insurance company, we should say. No, but have they said that the capacity of the White Rock Theatre Hastings was deliberately made (laughs) to be 1066? Mm. Has anyone said that? Because if it hasn't... I feel like I've discovered um, the riddle of the sands or something of... I think you have. I think somewhere out there is a clapping architect. I mean, Mm. it would actually work for most venues. Millennium Dome, we know what that should be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thousand capacity. Yes. They'd all have to get a lot smaller, wouldn't they, most? Yes. Yeah. Some bigger. Hitler's Bunker, 1945. Yeah. There'll be a lot Whoa, of people to fit in there. there. Yeah. So we ended up in Hitler's bunker. I was doing a nice breakfast show. Stanley Kubrick Theatre. <laughs> Just got the edge on the dome. Yeah. Do you know, uh, yeah, we're very proud. It's just um, that, that little bit more. Yeah. What well, I, I need to know. I, I imagine if it's just accidentally happened that it's a that it's 1066. Are we sure that they weren't joking, the venue, and pulling their legs? It's official. No, no, it's official. Yeah, it's really? Official. Yeah. Are you going to yeah. talk about this when you do the gig there? You'll have to. 
Well, um, yeah, if, if they, uh, once I gather the few people that have arrived. Into <laughs> oh, a, thanks. Stop putting yourself down. I think it's 23% at the moment. Let me Thank check that. Don't share so much. Okay. Thank you for sharing too much. Don't share so much. Yeah. <laughs> Such a funny thing. Yeah. To you might see the someone. flip side of caring is sharing. <laughs> or is it sharing is caring? Of course, it works both ways. Yeah, exactly. No, I just, you know... No Hastings news, that's what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Silence from Hastings, right. as, as someone said to the Anglo-Saxons. Yeah. I was just going to say... Exactly. Probably say no, and they've turned a blind eye to it. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a battle of Hastings. It's topical stuff. It is, yeah. <laughs> Do you know I love your bear jokes? In the days where the paparazzi had to turn up with needles and cotton... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder man. if they still shouted Harold, Harold. <laughs> yeah yeah Prime Minister Prime Minister are you going to resign Prime Minister <laughs> <laughs> has ever has a politician ever said oh, um, no sorry I didn't see you there or just, um, what was the question just, or just turned around exasperatedly yes <laughs> yes, if you yeah. give me a second. Yeah, if you let me get there. <laughs> I know oh. we've got to go soon, Frank, but I, can I just quickly share this from Paul Jones? In Holland, the word for a wet wipe for your spectacles is pronounced brill poots, but it says brill poets on the packet, which I always read in the voice of Frank in his excellent poetry podcast. Thank you, Frank, for introducing me to so many Brill poets. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know those sort of um, pop um, little figurines that people collect? Yes! Yeah. Uh, Boz has got one called, I think it's called the Dryden Warrior, which I always <laughs> like to think was representing the 18th century poet John Dryden in some sort of battle against... Philistinism. <laughs> anyway, Sarah Champion's up next. Yeah. Over to you, Sarah. <laughs> Speaking of poetry, episode two of Frank Skinner's Poetry Podcast is uh, this week. I had a lovely moment on Zoe Ball yesterday where I said that this week's is um, the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock by T.S. Eliot. And Matt Smith said that's my favourite poem and <gasps> recited about 12 lines oh. from Heart. Oh. That was the but he won't do it this week, because this week it's Sappho, the ancient oh. Greek poetess from the Isle of Lesbos. And um, there's tiny fragments left of Sappho, but I find glory in it. And that'll be out on Wednesday from wherever you get your podcast. Download it from wherever you get your podcasts. See, I thought I spontaneously did a bit, and then I read a bit. It was the same thing. Mm. Okay. But um, you can't tell people enough times. Remember those Bruce Forsyth leads up to the punchline? I was in the, I was in my living room the other day. I was in my living room. It was the other day, and I was in my living room. In other words, you, I have to tell you people three times, you won't remember. <laughs> anyway, we need to go. Um, thanks for listening this morning. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, um, buy a ticket for Hastings. <laughs> now get out.